0: welcome to the whistle way podcast my name is kyle whistle your host with whistle realty group and exp realty in san diego
1: and i'm brian kochi the media director here at whistle realty group
0: the goal of the show is to give you the tools technique and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business the way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us if you ever have a question you want to have answered on the show you can always go to the whistleway.com thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. You can subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel. You can join our referral network and our email newsletter to get more tips and tricks. And you can join our Facebook group where we share a lot of the fun things we're working on here inside of Whistle Realty Group. Um, If you enjoy the show today, if you're watching on YouTube, if you can hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying the show. Also uh, hit the subscribe button and little bell so you get notified when we release future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on the podcast platform if you can hook us up with a review on there that goes a really long way to help spread the word so really appreciate that with that said what are we talking about
1: i feel like the word of the last half of this year at least for us has been leverage really trying to figure out how we can do more with what we have um, and being able to leverage either people resources tools um, and one of the one of the questions that was asked by a member of the whistle and I don't have her name off the top of my head. Um, but she wanted to know how to leverage our listings and how do we take what we have and make more from it. And I remember you have given a talk a couple times over about leveraging one listing and turning it into five listings. I looked for the podcast of it, and we didn't have it. We have a, an office meeting where we showed five minutes of kind of when you were talking about it. But I really wanted to kind of dive in deeper so we can spend more than five minutes talking about taking the one listing that you have And multiplying that especially right now when listings are gold
0: cool yeah let's do this Um, the thing that I think a lot of agents have been screwing up over the last year and a half is people have been so excited to get a listing that they fail to capitalize on the opportunity that that one listing provides Uh, I think we've all gotten a little bit complacent in that Like I got a listing, all I got to do, I could take a freaking cell phone photo and I can put it on the MLS and it's gonna sell within like two days and I don't really have to do a whole lot of work. And there's a lot of agents who've got very complacent. They've gotten away from a lot of the different things uh, that they maybe did previously when it came to marketing the home to actually get that home sold. And I think that's a huge, huge missed opportunity. Um, Within our company, we have a goal that every time we take a single listing, our goal is to get five transactions out of that single listing. Um, So I'll hit on the five and then we can maybe just go a little bit into each one because our goal with the show is to give you all this information in 30 minutes or less. So we'll see how much we can get out in 30 minutes. Um, So number one, when you take a listing, first and foremost, you got to sell the damn listing. I don't get paid to sign listings. I get paid to sell listings.
1: Yeah. So I guess the title of this should be turning one listing into five sales. So the first sale is the the actual listing itself.
0: Yeah. Cool. Uh, Into five transactions is what we call it. Okay. It's all good. Sales. It, yeah, you, I mean, it works. It works. It's Sales not and good. transactions, Transactions they work. are better, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so number one is you gotta sell the damn house. Number two is you wanna double end the house. Number three is you wanna help your seller find their next house. Number four is you wanna get a referral from your seller. And number five is you wanna list the neighbor's house. So Those are your five that you wanna get. So I'm gonna hit those again. Number one, sell the house. Number two, double end the house. Number three, help your client find their new house. Number four is get a referral from your client. And number five is listing the neighbor's house. So those are the five transactions you want to try to get out of every single listing that you take. Minimum. Yes, that's the goal. Excuse me, I've already
1: sold the neighbor's house. I can't take your business. Yeah, (laughs) Hey, you might want to
0: list five neighbor's houses. We have one. We just took one recently um, down in Chula Vista, which is an area. We do some business, but not a ton of business. And it was just a, you know, a random one-off listing in a neighborhood we've never sold anything before other than having sold the client this house years ago. And That's they a decided it's pretty nice, to pretty nice uh, very nice neighborhood. Yeah. Very nice. Um, they decided they were ready to sell and you know, we did a, a great job, got them a phenomenal price on it. Um, and through the, our marketing, we've signed, I think two more listings in the neighborhood. We might double lend one of those listings. Um, I'm sure we'll get more. This is, this client's like their third transaction we've done with this client. Um, you know, we get referrals from this client. I mean, it's, it's crazy what you can do with just that one single listing. But I think too many agents are just very, uh, short sighted, very complacent. They get the listing. They're excited to have the listing. They sell the listing and they're like, all right, that was cool. Now what now they got to like start from scratch and go do everything all over again. So if you actually take the time to execute one, build a marketing plan and then execute on that plan, every listing, no matter if you're in a market where it sells in two days, two weeks, two months, or two years, you execute your plan so that you maximize the exposure of that listing and increase the probability of getting those additional transactions out of it.
1: And, and you wanna do that not only just to sell, because the goal isn't always to, to just sell the house, but at it's the highest the price. It's always the number one goal, yeah. Well, and, and part of that, that, to expand on that, is to sell it at the highest price. And so the better you do of marketing the listing, not only can you sell it faster, but you can get possibly competing offers.
0: Exactly. So again, number one is you got to sell the actual house. So you should have a marketing plan that is going to expose the home to the maximum amount of buyers and expose it in the best light possible. Um, So this is where a lot of your typical marketing stuff works. This is where professional photos are going to help. This is where 3D tours are going to help. This is where floor plans are going to help. I'm amazed at how few agents actually post floor plans. I'm looking at buying a home in another city right now. And it would be so damn helpful if agents would put freaking floor plans. I would love to know how the house flows, especially when you have a multi-story home. It's vital to know what floor is the bedroom on, right? The master bedroom, what floor are the additional bedrooms, where are the bathrooms? Is there a true master? Is there not? Like, I want to know all that. Um, So, right, just hint, hint. You should probably start putting floor plans of your listings on... In the photo section, and
1: not only if you're selling, but also really, really, really helpful for when you're renting, as well. Yeah. So if you're if you're a landlord, and and you yourself have multiple homes, getting a floor plan on those to get those rented is much easier.
0: And the cool thing is, on a rental, you just got to do it one time. You don't have to like get the floor plan done every time you put your rental back up on the market. You just get a good set of photos one time and a floor plan. You don't ever have to do it again. Yep. Um, So you're going to do stuff like that. You're going to run social media ads. You're going to, um, you know, make sure that your home is up on all of the different portals, Zillow, Realtor, truly all of that stuff. Uh, you want to make sure that you have as many photos uploaded as possible, as long of a description as possible. A lot of the things that'll help you rank higher in the algorithms there. You want to do open houses. You want to reach out to everybody in your database. Like you should know how to sell the actual listing, right? I think that's the easy part. Um, That's what we do every day. And so I think most people aren't having that issue right now. So I don't want to go too far into it. Just just sell the damn home, market the home and sell the home. But how do we increase our probability of double ending the home? So a few of the tips, hopefully you're utilizing a CRM that is going to help you figure out who in your CRM is a potential fit for this listing.
1: So double ending, if you guys are new to the game or you're coming into it, meaning you list the house and you sell it to a buyer that you also represent. So you're, you're handling both sides of the transaction, both the seller and the buyer.
0: Correct. So we want to find that buyer. So one, you probably already have a buyer in your database, depending on how long you've been in the industry and how many homes you've sold in a particular neighborhood. A lot of times the buyer already exists within your database. So there's some CRMs out there where you can just punch in an address and it'll tell you all the buyers that would potentially be interested in that property. Um, or if you're using the tagging system within your CRM, this can help you out a lot too, So one of the things I always like to do when I'm working with buyers is I want to tag them on all of the different cities or zip codes that that buyer would be interested in. I want to tag them. Are they interested in a house or a condo um, or a multi-unit property? I want to tag them on different price ranges. So are they in the 700 to 800 range, 800 to 900, 900 to a million, tag all those things. So now when I get a new listing, I can say, hey, show me all of my buyers that are looking in San Diego in the 900 to a million range um, for a house. And my CRM book, like, here's your 72 buyers. Now I can effectively connect with those 72 buyers because those 72 are the most likely person to buy that home with me as their agent, allowing me to double end it. So you should have a strategy for connecting with your existing database. And then the other thing that's gonna help you the most with attracting buyers is open houses. I mean, if you do a really, really solid open house, that's going to allow you to sit in a house and have potential buyers walk in the door and say, "Hi, Kyle. I'm interested in this house. Like, that's pretty freaking cool." Yep. Like, make sure you really go all out with the open house strategy. If you just go, on, if you hop on YouTube and just type "Kyle Whistle Open House," you can see the exact strategy. That's a whole nother animal. Um, so just go on YouTube, type in "Kyle Whistle Open House," and we'll lay out the whole plan that we use like a seven-day process to launch an open house and really maximize the exposure. But that open house is a fantastic way to get potential buyers to walk in the door that you could represent and ultimately double-end that listing. So I would say those are the top two things when it comes to how to double-end it.
1: Perfect. And now there are some rules in different states about double-ending versus not, but it
0: you could... I'm sure if you're in one of those states, you've already figured out the workaround. So cool. yeah, I'm not telling you to find a workaround, but I'm sure you've probably figured it out. So we'll leave it at that. Cool. Um, number three <laughs> is that you, this is another one that's often overlooked is You need to make sure that you get a piece of the action on wherever that person's moving to. So we're in California right now. We have a lot of people who are leaving the state. And I see a lot of my fellow agents here in California that don't think about, oh, they're moving to Texas. They're moving to Tennessee. They're moving to Nevada. I should probably have a solid agent network in all these places where these people are moving So that I can refer my client to a good agent as opposed to them hopping on one of the, you know, big websites and getting stuck with some random Yahoo who's, you know, has no idea what the hell they're doing. So if you find that you have particular areas where a lot of your clients are moving, which we all do, uh, if you want to find out where your clients are moving to, you can type in on Google Redfin migration data. They have great data on there that will tell you like the top five places people are moving to when they leave your city. So I would recommend you have a really good referral agent in each of those cities so that when you're talking to somebody and they say, I'm moving to Las Vegas, Nevada, like, boom, I know exactly. Johnny Richards, that's my boy there. Like I'm hooking the, the shark. shark up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cool. I got you. Oh, you want to go, you know, you want to go to Arizona? Boom. I got you. Jen Weiner. Oh, you want to go? Like, I know as soon as I'm talking to somebody, I already know who I'm referring them to. I don't have to be like, oh, sure. I could find you a good agent there. And now I got to go and do the research. like. At least your top five cities, you should have an agent that's ready to rock, that you're referring to every single time, no questions asked. So um, do that. And if you don't already have people that you know, like, and trust, I did, when I have a market where I don't know anybody, I'm going on Zillow. I've found that Zillow has some of the best data, especially now that they're a brokerage. They have some of the best data when it comes to how many homes an agent has sold. So I will go in. There's an agent finder feature on Zillow. I'll go in. I'll type in the city. And I'll have it show me all the agents in that particular city. I'm looking for the agents that are active in the area that are selling homes. I don't want to pick the the person with the coolest picture, the the most attractive or the least attractive person. Like I'm going for the person who I know has sold homes there, because that's probably who's going to take the best care of my client. Because I think sometimes we don't understand the importance of these referrals. We are just like, oh, I'll just send it to whatever random. Or you go in like a Facebook group and be like, who knows an agent in you know, Knoxville, Tennessee. And like, whoever gets tagged first, you call this random person. You're like, I got a referral for you. Like, no dude, you got like thousands of dollars on the line. Like put a little time and investigation into it before you ever refer a client out. I think it's something that we screw up a lot as agents where we just trust a Facebook tag that somebody's like a good agent. I want to go on Zillow. I want to see that you have sales in that particular area. I'm going to have a phone conversation with you. Hey, I got a client. Here's a situation. You know, how do you work? Are you a team? Are you going to have one of your agents handle it? Let me know what your processes are. I'm going to vet you before I ever send my client to you. I'm not going to just blindly trust my client with you. Because one, my reputation with that client is most important. And two, I want my money. I want to know that if I take, if I hand them to you, you're going to take amazing care of them, find them what they need. And make sure that I get paid in the process.
1: So what I'm hearing for, from you now, if I'm an agent and I want to increase my ability to receive res- referrals, one, find where people are coming. F- so the opposite way. So you can do this also on that yeah. same Redfin migration so data see page. see where they're coming to your, li- your, um, your city and, yeah, and, and make friends yeah. with them. But also... Make sure your your Zillow profile is on point. Make sure you have a phone number that works. Make sure your reviews are up to date. Make sure your sales are up to date. Because I remember at one point you had to upload stuff, but make sure your description of, of who you guys are is in, is on point. And also make sure the city is correct. I mean, and
0: I, I don't know how and your Facebook page. My goodness. I was just gonna say I'm that. I'm baffled tell at you. how many agents don't even have their. Freaking realtor on their Facebook page, or, and then they might have their realtor, but they don't have the city, mm-hmm. o- or they put the city and they put the like little podunk town that has like ten thousand people in it when they're like right next door to like Orlando. Yeah, like put freaking Orlando in there. Don't put the little town with ten thousand people outside of Orlando. Like nobody's gonna know the little town. Put Orlando on there.
1: That was my rant, but thanks for taking it over. Okay, <laughs> next one.
0: Um, and then again, obviously, if they're buying local, it's a little bit easier, right? They're typically going to be working with you if they're buying local. I think it's when they're moving out of area that we make the mistake a lot of times of understanding that there's still opportunity there. One, to make sure your client gets a good agent wherever they're going as opposed to a random. And two, that you're going to get paid because they're going to find them the right house. It's going to close and you're going to get a referral check.
1: And I have seen um, by friends and and I've heard from other people that they, they use a different person to list their house and to buy even when they're going local. I think there's ways that we can be proactive when... Hey, when you sell this, early on in the conversation, when you sell this house, where are you looking to go? And if they tell you they're looking to stay local, to really kind of solidify your your stake there as not only the listing agent, but also their buyer's agent and using a lot of NLP. And cool, so what we'll do is when we're doing this, we'll also be set looking for this and really kind of build that up.
0: Cool. All right, that was number three. Number four on the list is getting a referral from your client. So best way to do that, uh, we just... I just went to Tony Robbins last week, and my number one takeaway on the business side of things was that we need to focus more on our client or our customer than we do on our service or our product. And we have a tendency to do this far too often, especially in real estate, where we're the worst. This is why salespeople have a bad name, because they're constantly trying to sell you. Mm-hmm. They're not listening to you, they're not asking questions, they just want to sell you. All the time this is what every freaking agent wants to do is just constantly sell you crap tell you about all the things that they're gonna do they don't ever listen to you and understand what it is that you want and why you want it and so the best piece of advice I could give is just ask like we talked about this on our fast-forward movement mastermind today is is there's two really powerful questions that you can do that you can utilize to do this number one when you're setting an appointment And you have that appointment set before you finish up that call is just simply ask the client what's most important to you about the agent you choose to represent you I'll say it one more time hopefully you write this down what's most important to you about the agent you choose to represent you what this does is it allows you to go into the appointment and be armed with the information that's actually important to that consumer because the problem that most of us realtors have is we just grab the ball of spaghetti, throw it against the wall, and see what sticks. But what if you knew what was going to stick, and you didn't have to throw the whole ball of spaghetti at the wall? Then what would happen? Right? It'd be a lot more efficient, you wouldn't have spaghetti all over the floor. Um, so Just all over your walls. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> have you ever done it? I, I, I remember doing it as a kid, like throwing the spaghetti against the wall.
1: Isn't that how you're supposed to tell if it's, it's cooked? Done. Yeah. It should oh, be sticky. It on the or something Yeah, like that? it should be sticky. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> good spaghetti is sticky, by the way. What? It is. It's, so he says, it's people screw this up with spaghetti. I learned this from some Italian friends. The worst thing you can do when you make spaghetti, put it in a colander, and then put it over the sink and rinse all the noodles off, because then you're rinsing all the stickiness off. Oh. When you do that, now you put the sauce on. The sauce doesn't stick to the noodles. You actually want the sauce to stick to the noodles. So. Once you take the spaghetti out, put it in the colander, let it dry off, then you can put the sauce in, it, and the sauce will actually stick to the noodles, which is what you want in a good spaghetti.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we went on that tangent.
0: Anyway. <laughs> now so I t- learned something about it. <laughs> That's a great widget. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was part one of it. And then part two is when you sit down with a client for the first time, is you want to, this is my favorite question to ask, is tell me about yourself. It's so unexpected because they're expecting you to sit down and just start selling them because that's what every other realtor does. Sit down, like, tell me about yourself. Now, they're going to go a few different directions. You might have like the super high D who's like, well, I bought the house in 2015 and I did this, this, and this, and this, and I want to sell it because I'm going here and I need to be out by next month. They're like, Okay, that's how we're going to roll. Let's go, right? And then tell them how you're going to do it. But you're also going to have the client that's like, oh, well, I'm born and raised in Kentucky <laughs> and... And we, you know, I went to this school and my husband and I met while we were in high school, we're high school sweethearts. Like you could have that, cool, let's go that route. But now you could speak their language. And that question helps so much to figure out which path do I need to go down with this particular person. It's so freaking powerful. Um, so those are a couple things you can do up front. And then once you're uh, in relationship and you've actually been hired, one, do an amazing job at your job. So if it's selling their house, sell it for the most money possible. And if it's helping them buy a house, make sure you find them the perfect house at the best price possible. Like that's what a buyer and seller want at the end of the day. So do your job. But I would say the the number one thing that's going to help you get referrals is to avoid the number one thing that people complain about with agents and it's communication. Number one, hands down, every survey ever completed about real estate agents, the number one complaint is communication. It's the number one thing every time. So if you know that that's the number one complaint of consumers, that should be your number one focus as an agent is communication. The better job you do of communicating with your client, the better job you're going to do of getting referrals from that client. And so some of the things that we do is we build out like a whole 10 step process. We have both visuals to go with it and we have videos to go with it. So we have a little like 10 step staggered thing. If you want a copy of it, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle. I'm happy to hook you up with one of those. But we have like a little 10 step. There's 10 images and it shows a little walking person walking up the steps as they hit each thing, like accept an offer, fill out your disclosures, schedule the home inspection, schedule the appraisal, like all of that stuff. Um, So now my clients always know one, where they're at and two, what's coming next. Super important that you communicate with your client. They always know where they're at. They always know what's coming next. The better job you do of making sure that happens throughout the transaction with your client the better job you're going to do of getting referrals and then the last piece of it is stay in contact with your client after it closes don't be that d-bag who's like boom got my check i'm out never talk to the client again if you built a relationship with your client over you know a month two months three months six months however long it took maintain that relationship right we do a lot of client appreciation events we do check-ins birthdays anniversaries house anniversaries. we do a lot of check-ins with client our, giant. our clients yeah we put them on client giant they get a, a quarterly touch There's so many things that you can do to stay in contact with them so they don't feel like they were just a paycheck to you. Yep. And if you actually maintain that relationship, I mean, I had friends over at my house last night. Both are clients. Um, You know, I've made I turned a ton of clients into friends Um, and that's awesome. I will get tons of referrals from them because we've built a solid friendship. There's a relationship there. So that's number four. Uh, Number five is you need to list a neighbor's home. So. Best way to do that again, this is going to solve a lot of your problems. It's just sell the house for the highest price possible. Number one thing, if you want more listings in a neighborhood, sell the home for the highest price possible. Why in this Chula Vista property, we getting more listings down there? Because nothing in that neighborhood had sold for over 1.5. We're now selling stuff, not only for over 1.5, we're selling them for over 1.6, almost (laughs) 1.7. So people love us in that neighborhood because we're doing a great job. So if you want to get more calls from neighbors, sell the damn house and sell it for a lot of money. And make sure people know you did it yeah Um, that's the number one way to do it Um, so how do you
1: make sure people know you did it
0: so you're gonna do things like have good signage in front of a home Um, number two you're going to let people know that the home is for sale that could be via direct mail that could be via door knocking that could be via door dropping that could be via social media ads you could do it in a variety of ways Um, I'll tell you this most people who own a home have searches saved on all the big portals whether it be Redfin, Realtor, Zillow, Trulia, Homes, Realty, all these sites, like they have their home search, their home saved on these websites. So when new homes get listed in the area, they know about them. Well, when they see the new homes pop up, they're judging you. They're judging you every time. They want to see how are your photos, Mm -hmm. how's your description, what did you price it at? They're going to get notified when it sells and did, did it sell at a good price? Like they're doing this. So you better make sure your presentation is on point. Um, but I would say the, the number one way to get the neighbors is to actually hold the house open, use the open house to do things like door knock, circle prospect, direct mail, social media ads. When you do all of that stuff, make sure everybody knows that this home's for sale. And then ultimately, once you sell it, make sure everybody knows you sold it and that you sold it for an amazing price. Because again, that's the number one way to make this work. And now people are like, wow, that, that guy came in here and just had like, his marketing was unlike anything I've ever seen. And he got a price unlike anything i've ever seen i want to sell that's my guy that's my girl um that's what you got to do that's how you're going to get that fifth one so number one sell the house number two double end it number three you're going to help them with their next house number four you're going to get a referral number five you're going to get a neighbor's house that is how you get five transactions out of one listing
1: cool so let's go into detail on each one now (laughs) (laughs) no that was great um and one other thing i'd like to add about the having the neighbors is one when you talk about holding an open house, um, I know you've talked about this in the past about your open houses that when a a neighbor comes by, that's your favorite person because you get to do you get to have a potential another another listing in that neighborhood. Um, I think another way another good touch is when that home sells, you can personally reach out via phone call or text message it to the people that came by the open house. Hey, I, Bob and Sally, I know you guys were coming by. I knew you guys were just looking because you live down the street. Just want to give you a heads up. It did sell for this much. You know, I don't. I, I remember you said you weren't looking to sell, but you said you might know someone that in the the neighborhood that's looking to sell. Do you want me to help out with them? So doing that kind of personal touch. It's not going to be a huge list. You're going to have a handful or two of neighbors that come by, come by. So it's really easy to reach out to them. Um, but I think that's another good way to kind of solidify yourself in that neighborhood.
0: Awesome. Well, if you're enjoying the show today, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up, let YouTube know you're enjoying it. Also hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. Uh, We are going to dive into our widget of the week here in a minute, which is a little thing Brian and I both use in our business, save us time, make us more money or help us have more fun. Uh, But before we do, if you have a question you want to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com, ask us questions on there, join our referral network and our uh, email Nobody. newsletter, <laughs> subscribe to the YouTube channel, the podcast, and uh, get details on our Media Mayor Mastermind event, which is a course that Brian and I have created, teaching you everything you need to know about crushing it with video and real estate. It's how we've earned the title of number one video influencer in North America by BombBomb, top five video influencers to watch uh, by Inman. All right, Brian, widget of the week. My Saves you time, makes you more money, helps you have more fun.
1: Uh, this one does none of that, but literally is saving my life right now. I am... Um, I am basically known as mosquito, um, not repellent, the bait in my house. Uh, Mosquitoes love me. I have mosquito bites all over my legs. It's driving me nuts. It's it's killing me. So I've tried, literally, I've got to the point where I'm like, if I get bit again, I'm going to the doctor, take off my legs, give me some shots, whatever, but I found this thing, I posted on uh, Instagram about this the other day, and someone said, hey, Google mosquito bites plus hair dryer. And I'm like, well, this sounds weird. So I Googled it, and what they said is if you have a mosquito bite, put a hair dryer on high on your bare skin, let it run for as long as you can. It's anywhere from 3 to 10 seconds. Um, and then the the skin around will get warm, but the bite itself will get really hot, And I I basically go until it's too hot to handle anymore. Um, And then it stops itching. It hurts for a second, so I wouldn't do this with kids. Um, But if you're a grown-up person uh, and have a hair dryer or your wife's hair dryer, it works really, really, really well. Um, it's, It's my favorite thing in the world right now. I found it yesterday, and I'm stoked.
0: I would have loved to have been your wife the first time she walks in and you're like sitting on the floor with the hair dryer on your legs.
1: Bro, I was sitting on my couch like freaking out. I'm like, I can't. We were somewhere and I was like, we have to go home. I can't do this anymore. I have to go home and do something. And uh, and so she walked by and, and I had my foot up on the toilet with the hair dryer. And my aunt walks by and goes, What are you? Are you blow drying your legs? I'm like, shut up. Just let me let me be me. Uh, it's it's amazing it so far but i've I've heard don't do it on spider bites okay yes mosquito no on spiders
0: got it all right mine is going to be uh this one i utilizing in my new house because my house does not have the best cell phone reception in it Um, but cell phones do have wi-fi calling so um wanted to make it easy for people to make uh or connect to the wi-fi what most people will do is they'll like put a sign up somewhere in their house like here's the Here's what the name is, here's what the password is, and people are like, What's your Wi-Fi? What is it? And they try to type in your code, it doesn't work, or or you're like that old school person where somebody asks for your code, and you're like, hold on, and you're like, come with me. And, and you go like find modem. The, the modem and <laughs> flip the modem over and like still have it. it's on a sticker on the bottom of your modem, and it's like capital letters, lowercase letters, like all the things. Um, we've been big fans of QR codes through COVID, and I found on Etsy, uh, I found a way to get little coasters made with QR codes. And when you order them on Etsy, you tell them what the uh, SSID is or the ID of your Wi-Fi and your code. And they program the QR code to your Wi-Fi. So now when somebody shows up to the house and needs to connect to the Wi-Fi, they just load their camera app and scan this. Hit one button. It'll say, do you want to join? They click yes. And they're literally connected to the Wi-Fi in your house that easy. Super, super cool. I got these on Etsy. I think it was like 45 bucks for 10 of them shipped to the door. And these are all custom. Super, super freaking cool. Uh, if you want a link to that, shoot me a DM on Instagram at Kyle Whistle. I will hook you up. With that said, I hope you got a ton of value out of the show today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast.
1: See you guys next week.